Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. A few weeks ago, we began a short series on how to interpret the Bible and apply it to our lives. We took a quick detour to discuss the effect of the lockdown on the ministry and life of the church. But today I want to return to the subject of how you can read, understand and apply the Bible for yourself. We've already looked at the importance of interpretation and how we should be observant readers of God's word. We looked at reading God's word in its original context, both literary and historical context. And we even looked at the different genres in the Bible. Today, I want to talk about solving problems. And by problems, I do not mean those obscure or difficult texts in the Bible that we often quibble or argue about. Rather, I'm referring to those things in any given text that you do not know, understand, or recognize. How do we solve those problems? I want to take you to Acts chapter 3, verse 11 to 26 as an example. Acts chapter 3, verse 11 to 26. It is the passage for this past Sunday's sermon. And if you want to listen to the sermon, you're welcome to do so on our website, strandbaptist.org.za. But for now, I want to show you how asking the right questions can help you solve the problems posed in this passage. Turning to verse 11, we read, While he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. Now, let's start by asking questions. We've introduced these questions already. Who, what, when, where, how, and why? The first five questions all ask for facts in the text. Let's take who as an example. If you read verse 11, you encounter a number of characters. First, we meet someone clinging to Peter and John. Who is he? You can answer that question just by reading the text in its original context. He's introduced in the beginning of Acts chapter 3. In verse 2, we are told that he was a man lame from birth. But because of a miracle that Christ did through the apostles, we find him in verse 9 walking and praising God. So that's easy enough to answer. What about Peter and John? Who were they? If you've read the Bible any length of time, you would recognize them as two of Christ's apostles. But let's say you're a young convert and you've never read the Bible before. How will you find out more about Peter and John? Well, there are a number of things that you can do to find out who they were. First, you can turn to the Bible itself and read the Gospels. You'll be introduced to them there. But what if you don't know where to go? You can look at the cross references in the margins of your Bible. And very often they will take you to relevant passages that will tell you who these people were and what they did. But what if my Bible doesn't have cross-references? You can go to external sources for cross-references, like the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. It's available in printed form. I have a copy myself. And it's freely available on most Bible apps and on the internet the treasury of scripture knowledge. And if you look up the relevant Bible passage, it'll take you to different verses all throughout scripture to illuminate particular people, places, or themes you find there. Another thing you can do is you can search these names. 
Most of our Bible apps now have a search function and you can search for these names and you can find out quite a lot about them just by following those particular references. But what if more than one person has the name and I don't know if I'm dealing with the same Peter? Well, another thing you can do is turn to Bible dictionaries or Bible encyclopedias. These, again, are available in printed form and I have a number of them on my shelves. But to be honest, I rarely use them because most of them are available, again, in Bible apps or on the Internet. And if you look up something like the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, you'll find it freely available all over the Internet or most probably in the apps or programs you use. And you can look up Peter there. And then you'll very quickly find out not only who had the name, but everything about them as it's revealed in the Bible. Who, obviously, is not the only question you need to ask. We also ask where. And here, again, we encounter a particular place, the portico called Solomon's. Now, where was this? Again, if you just read the passage in its context, you'll find that they were at the temple. We read about that in chapter 3, verse 1. And if you want to know more about this portico, or maybe even what a portico is, again, a Bible encyclopedia or Bible dictionary will be a great help. And you can even just Google it and you'll find a wealth of information that will help you understand what's going on here. I do want to guard against one thing, however. I want to caution you. Don't dive into the rabbit hole too deeply. Now, what do I mean by that? Not every piece of information that you find out about Peter and John or even the portico called Solomon's is relevant to this passage. Once you know more or less who this person is and what role they play in this passage, you probably know enough to move ahead. So be careful. You can gather a wealth of information. For example, if you read verse 13 and you read about Pilate, you can gather a wealth of information about Pilate. You, will, you can find out who his mother's brother's uncle was, but that will not help you understand this particular passage. And so keep in mind, you, you are looking for information that is relevant to this particular passage. Now, once you've asked all of these different questions, the who, the what, the when, the where, and the how, you finally get to the why. And the why question represents the essence of interpretation. You've gathered information, but now you're looking for reasons, motives, and purposes. And even there, a careful reading of this particular passage will give you the answer you're looking for. Why was this man healed? Peter explains it to them in his sermon. Moreover, why do we have this particular passage in this particular spot, in this book, in the Bible? Here we have Peter's second gospel sermon, and another opportunity for people to be confronted with who Jesus Christ is, what he has done. And their responsibility to respond to him in repentance and faith. When you want to figure out how to solve certain problems, it helps to think of yourself as a detective trying to crack a case. And very often the hardest work is not gathering the information but sifting through it, relating different parts to the whole, and then meditating and prayerfully submitting ourselves to God's word. Give it time, give it practice, and you'll be able to solve the different problems you encounter in texts that will equip you to better apply that text 
to your life. God bless.